Hello, everyone. Happy to be here again with a new episode. Today, I have a special guest, uh, Dwayne Richards. He is an accountant. And today, we're going to talk about something very cool that I believe that everybody needs to know that is about the 10 habits of financial wellness. So, Dwayne, welcome to the show. And um, let's talk about these uh, habits. All right. Yeah, fantastic. It's great meeting you. Um, we, we just met recently. Uh, I think we've seen each other three times this week already. So yes. I always love it when, um, when, you know, the value of just before we get started, the value of mentors, right? When you have a, when you have a mentor and then your mentor connects you with other people, like your mentor is kind of looking out for, for your interests and, and connects you with other people. And that's kind of how we, that's how we got connected was a, a, one of my mentors or someone we know. Yes. Know. Mr. Gordon, so Mr. Gordon, so said, "Hey, you you two should get together. Not should. <laughs> hey, he thought it'd be a good idea if we got together. Yeah, like you guys need to connect. <laughs> you need to connect, and and that's and sometimes you just say yes and you show up and you and then you figure out where and then we said let's 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 do this. Let's talk about yeah. Why not? Then right. healthy habits. Uh, so one of and we we actually were talking about ha habits on on Wednesday night. Yes. And uh, this is a nice continuation of that conversation. So so this con it's the content I'm gonna we're gonna drag. Uh, okay. Drag what about what about if we do something? Uh, we you introduce yourself, what you do, who is uh, Dwayne Richards, and uh, I, I have a, a great question that I always ask. Uh, so what were you doing before? How do you end up in accounting? Because most of the people or your clients that they know you, right? So they know that you are accounting, but who were you when you were uh, on your 15? What were you thinking? It, it, it's, uh, is there a process of mindset that you had to pass through to get where you are right now? It's, that's a great question. And um, I was one of those, I guess, I'm not sure how, how weird I was, um, but fairly early on, like early on like in, in high school, I guess I, I knew knew something exciting. It was I, I I had an idea that I wanted to be an accountant. I had no idea what an accountant really. Did. I just knew that I had like part time. You know, you have paper routes and different things, and you know, you collected money and county money. So I I I learned on it early on that I wanted a profession where you where you like got to count money or or dealt with money. And then like twenty years of account, and you never actually dealt with money. Like you dealt with like money on paper. Yeah, you never actually deal with like. like Do you want to hear hard. something funny? When I was in Mexico, we had this uh, it's like technician kind of thing for accounting, and I went through it, and I was very good at it. And at some point, I thought I was about to be a, an accountant in Mexico, but uh, when we start getting the classes about law and law in accounting, I was like, no, <laughs> this is not for me. <laughs> this is not for me. Yeah. And so I, again, I went, uh, I ended up going to university and, and doing a, a math degree with, with, uh, management accounting. And so when I started, mm -hmm. I went into, I went to corporate, a corporate accounting. So I was w working with multinational companies in their accounting department. You know, we're always working with sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's funny because I dealt with a lot of sales guys and, and the usual, the usual sales, you know, you need to, like, we need money to make money. It's always about yes. budgeting, right? It's like we need more money, we need more marketing dollars, we need to yes. we need to spend money to make money. Uh, and I spent a, a twenty years kind of like kind of fighting, not fighting, but on the other side of that, say, well, I don't know if you really need that much money to make money. Um, mm -hmm. And now we're now I'm a, my own business owner. We're like, well, you, you do need to like there's a balance. You do need to have some. You need a little bit of money. Yeah. 
but also just go get some clients. So when you, um, at a certain point, my, my corporate, I, my, I was restructured, fired, downsized, whatever that word was, um, about 10 years ago. And I, I left accounting. I'm like, I'm done with mm-hmm. accounting. I'm done with month ends. I'm done with payroll. I'm done with managing people. Yeah. Done. And I tried uh, like network marketing. And then I realized mm-hmm. there's certain skills. I'm like, man, I spent a lot of time getting that, you know, the, the, the degree and the designation. And yeah. I, I should not should, but let's see if there's a way to leverage that knowledge and mm-hmm. do something different. Wow. So I, uh, I tried, I tried being a financial advisor, okay. <laughs> tried selling insurance, not so successfully, but along the way I started, I had met some colleagues and they said, well, we offer tax returns to clients. And I'm like, man, that sounds pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then the light, and then, you know, we never say never, but then the light bulb came on. I'm like, yeah, doing tax returns is a great way to can offer a service that's required or needed every year. And every year you get to sit down and talk to your client. I get to mm-hmm. sit down and talk to my clients, learn what's new, provide a valuable service to them and le- and help them <laughs> understand their money. And I get to do that like day after day, year after year with yeah. clients. So that, and here we are now building a, building a, <laughs> building there a you go. tax practice. That's fantastic. So you mentioned when you were uh, back in the networking, right? That you require some skills that you that you saw that you like you need to. What were those skills that you identified back then? Yeah, I think I identify them better now. <laughs> <laughs> so back then, you're just like so. Part of it, it it's that it's the balance. So. Some people don't believe me, but actually I am more introvert, you know, introverted versus extroverted. I'm actually more introverted than an extrovert. But actually now me I've too. Had, I've shifted. So now I kind of sit like I sit on the fence, like literally like 50-50 or 52-48, sitting on the fence. Um and back was you would go and you'd meet people and you would do I would do all the talking. Because mm-hmm. part of it was that nervousness or and you do all the time. And then later you learn to like just ask questions, like ask one question, you know, the whole open-ended questions and get people to talk about themselves. You know what? I, I totally believe that uh, knowing uh, how to ask questions can open you a lot of opportunities. So so that's probably, so if we loop that up back to answer your question, knowing, like asking better questions. Yes. As opposed to like, How's your day? How's the weather? You know, yeah. but figure out what are those questions like open it. Yeah. And that, yeah, some open ended, but also this that gets people to think or to get them to share something. And not about mm-hmm. using that information, but so that you can actually really learn about someone. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. So then um now you are in accounting. How long have you been in the in the accounting now? Since, well, I mean, you were in the corporate accounting before yeah, and then you so, kind of left and then you come back in the business part. Yeah. So I've, so long, the long end of it was I've had my accounting designation since 1997. Uh, so wow, that's a, a good chunk of time. So whatever that is, 20, 26 years of having my, of being an quote unquote, an accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then really it's been about I think I'm around kind of year four of seriously and and probably the last two years where the as they say the shingle you know, the shingle on the front of the office says you know a tax accountant um, and moving away from the other distractions and doing trying to do too many things not very well to say let's just narrow the focus so is is there a difference between like someone that's specifying taxes accounting and someone that does accounting is it what's the difference yeah because like i have colleagues so like i could do bookkeeping like the record okay. so bookkeeping is like the record keeping i yeah. could do that i don't like it <laughs> I, it's just it's some people have again it goes back to that personality type so some people like to be much more more introverted and you can sit at, mm -hmm. you know, sit at your computer and people really enjoy kind of like the like cleanup work or kind of finding you know finding i did that when i was younger it was not i would say it was exciting but when you could solve problems and stuff it was it was interesting i value like meeting face to face with people and getting to learn i got a call yesterday with a new client so she's asking like when do i incorporate mm, that's a great I, question I, I find that those like that at this point in my career, those are more valued, in my opinion, where I can bring my expertise to clients or mm -hmm. potential clients from an advisory point of view, as opposed to just recording transactional accounting. So uh, in regards of that, when is the best time for a business owner to get incorporated? Uh, the, the, uh, or, it de or it depends on the person. It depends. So the, the famous lawyer answer is it it depends. Um, mm -hmm. And not to, not to, so I'll just share, we kind of share kind of the quick, um, I always say this, I start with kind of three, three criteria, so there's three reasons you'd want to incorporate. Mm -hmm. um, one is taxes. So obviously the, the corporate tax rate in Canada is less than the personal tax rate mm -hmm. at a certain income level. <laughs> yeah. So, so taxes one, uh, number two is limiting the liability. And that all that means is that if you, if something goes wrong and if you're incorporated, then someone can sue the corporation and it's limited to what the, like the assets and stuff inside the corporation, mm -hmm. uh, they can't necessarily, if you have a lot of personal assets outside of the business, they can't necessarily sue to, but if you do something really bad, um, yeah, you'll get sued anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't prevent. It doesn't, uh, you know, allow bad behavior. It just mm -hmm. prevents if something were to unfortunately happen. Like and coming then, back to you. Mm -hmm. And then number three would be if you have to. And and when I say with that is I had a client where uh, her husband was a welder in Alberta, and so he does welding for like on the pipeline. And the pipeline when they do when they're working with subcontractors. They want those subcontractors to be their own corporation um, mm -hmm. and for workman's compensation and for other and insurance reasons. Yeah. They want to work with people that are are corp like corporately yeah. registered. So um, another one would be like some cases nursing. So I had a client that she was doing some contract nursing and she had the opportunity to incorporate, but then she was going to be responsible for all of her own um, workman's compensation. And, uh, and that became kind of more work than she wanted to do. So three reasons, taxes, um, yes. limiting your liability, and because you have to. Because you and have then to. The, 
the threshold really is from a not a revenue point of view, but from a profit mm-hmm. point of view. So if your business is generating just as a just a guideline, you can do it mm-hmm. for more or less, but a guideline of like somewhere between like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars worth of profit. Mm-hmm. And you're paying you're, if you're paying personal income tax on a hundred thousand dollars it's just better to get uh, incorporated to, and if you can leave some of that money in the business if you need to take all of the money out of the business for your personal lifestyle mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to incorporate because you're paying corporate tax plus personal so if you're at a point mm-hmm. where it's generating some some good cash hundred thousand dollars of profit or more and mm-hmm. you're able to leave some of that money in the business, time to incorporate. Nice, nice. Okay. Now uh, let's go back a little bit in the in the habit section. So now yeah. we know that you're an accountant, you're basically doing this over 20 years. That is fantastic. And I just have one more question before we jump into the habits. So yeah. uh, if someone wants to contact you, well, or, do you have any like, do you follow with people, business owners, or any kind of person can go with you and have a consultation with you? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I'm I'm not that. I'm pretty open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I so a lot of the bulk of my client base is is mainly is personal taxes. So people okay. that are you know, either in a corporate job still or running a a sole proprietor. So they're self employed. They're running a sole proprietor business. Um. That's the ball. It's kind of the majority of my conversations. And then mm-hmm. it could be those people. And then those are the people that are thinking about getting ready to incorporate. And then that can be a conversation. But I do, we do offer um, corporate tax solutions. So if someone is a business owner and they're incorporated, um, there's just perfect a next level of conversations you can have. Yeah, I think that that's uh, like a full podcast just talking about corporation and yeah. tax incorporation, yeah. right? So- now, Dwayne, uh, talking about the habits, we were having this conversation about how people sometimes don't know how to manage their money, right? And sometimes we don't even know where the money goes, mm. right? So I think that's uh, that's why we came up with the idea to talk about this uh, thing, habits of uh, financial wellness, yeah. right? So uh, how can we start talking about this topic in the sense of how, we, how this is going to help people in their bank accounts or in the financial wellness? Yeah, and I always say kind of the first part is identifying kind of the awareness. I had a, a new client call yesterday and the gentleman, so he's for he's coming on as a tax client. He's like, you know, I don't, I don't, I haven't had the best relationship with money. And some people may be like, a what? <laughs> a relationship. Yeah. And one of the things I want to do actually going forward is is running like a, a like a monthly meetup, yeah, Zoom call and call it date, you know, date your money. So it's actually it's like date night for your money. So it's like on a on a Wednesday night, once a month, you get together and you get all of your financial, like you get your bank statements, you get your investment statements, you get your mortgage, mm-hmm. you get your credit card, get all that stuff, and you actually look at it. Yeah, <laughs> it can be it can be quite um, a it can be and you know people can be embarrassed, they can be overwhelmed, it could be you know daunting, it can be just because. Like I know, I've known people that 
like they get their pay stub and like you open up your drawer at, when you're in my corporate job, you open up the drawer and there's like 26 pay stubs still in their envelope mm-hmm. <laughs> in their desk. And like, shouldn't you look at that? Make sure that you're like, make sure the payroll like deductions were being done properly. Um, get your bank statement. I posted the other day, I did a poll on LinkedIn. I said, like, how, like, how often do you look at your bank account? How often do you like, how often do you review bank <laughs> statements? How often do you review your credit card statements? Yeah. Do you, do you get your, do you print off your annual mortgage? Like your I client, think that you print off this, your mortgage uh, statement. Um, all those things. Like one of my clients, I had a call with her yesterday. Her her passport, she's like, she's out of the country and she just realized her passport expires in July. And she's like, crap, I'm going to have to come back to Canada before <laughs> July to renew my passport. All those like, yeah it's it's um so and then but sometimes if you do it as a like a group call where you'd kind of do it and there's someone's there to like energetically and kind of hold your hand and and just if you have questions you're like hey can i ask a question and mm-hmm. so that's that's a piece around um and it's really getting people to say hey we didn't learn about this stuff in school and maybe you're it's not your parents' fault, but maybe your parents didn't, like they didn't, they kind of did the best that they could do, but they, they didn't learn it. And, and then, but then other, other parents are like really knowledgeable. And, and then you say, that's not fair that like someone's like, maybe you have a friend and their, their parents were like really knowledgeable in real estate. And they're like, yeah, yeah it's not fair, but it's like, life's not like life's as fair as you want it to be. You have to go. And then somewhere you reach out and you find a mentor. Like if it, if it wasn't your parents or if your siblings or your partner, then go out and find a mentor, find someone who, who can, like, at, so you can ask and, questions. And, yeah. And someone that can guide you through. Listen to your podcast, listen to your podcast uh, and get, and get educated about, about this, about things. This stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally believe the same uh, that you need someone to mentor you in uh, any area, right? Like whether it's uh, financially, personally, spiritually, like to have someone to guide you through, right? Because um, yeah. this might be a solo right in the in our lives. However, we all need help. Yeah, I, right? I work. I I hired one of my clients, and he's a, a holistic nutritionist. So we're in like week four of a six week to start program, um, mm-hmm. doing like looking at what foods we eat and some supplements. And um, I posted today that um, in four weeks, I'm, I'm down about, it's, it's not about weight. Like it's not about like standing on the scale. Like we still stand on the scale. The scale is kind of a measuring tool, yeah. um, but it's really about like healthy food and we don't count calories. We kind of pay attention to what we're eating. Coming, coming back I'm to the eight, habits. I'm down, eight pa- I'm down eight pounds, eight pounds in there you four go. weeks. Um, and that's, and it's just having that accountability. So someone you can send a message to, to say, Hey, uh, how's this like, is this ingredient like what's this ing- like what what is this stuff i'm about to put in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> same with the money like hey I'm yeah. about to, like i have someone and they've come to me like your friend your yeah. neighbor comes to me i've got this great business opportunity and you're like mm, smells really good it's like hey i just got it. Uh, i'll tell you one in the in the mortgage business uh that is a uh, hey i'm about to buy a brand new car and i want to i want to buy a house is that a good idea <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a good idea. <laughs> Buy the house first, get the car later. <laughs> don't get any credit before. And actually, that's one of the habits. So let's, it, why don't we jump into the habits? Because that's actually one yeah, 100%. of the habits. Is, yes. Is, um, we could jump ahead, but um, we'll kind of tease it a little bit. One of the habits is around good and bad credit. 
Perfect. And some people just don't understand credit, like the word credit. They understand yeah. credit. They kind of have, and they don't even understand credit cards, but they know credit cards. But yes. They don't really know the difference between like, credit. bad credit and good credit. That's, yeah. that's an amazing. Yeah. So, so, what's basically a, a good credit and a bad credit? Well, we'll save that one. We gotta get, we gotta, we gotta learn how to walk before we run. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a little bit of order, not so much order. And then if people are listening, like, we'll probably make some notes, but don't get overwhelmed. Don't try and do all 10, right? It's like someone like, you don't go and run a marathon tomorrow. Like you first mm -hmm. like learn to tie up your shoes and or first get your shoes on and get your shoes out of the closet and put your shoes on. So the first habit we're going to talk about is about just knowing where, knowing where you stand financially. Like, where are you today? And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if we did a survey of the average Canadian, the average Canadian, I'm willing to bet, has no idea where they stand. What would you think that is a good question to ask, like for the people that is listening? So what do you think is the best question to ask, like to know where they are situated financially? What's your net worth? Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know what? And, and it something could be that negative. I, it could something be that negative. I something that i that i that i heard before i don't remember where it was like uh instead of following how much money you have you have to keep count of how much your net worth is growing every year growing because that's the measurement it's not the measurement to you like between you and your siblings not a measurement between you and your neighbors not a measurement between you and a work colleague it's like where are you today versus mm -hmm. where you were a year ago and yes. did it, and did it did that number grow in a positive way because it could have grown in a negative way, uh, and hopefully not. But did it grow in a now? Net worth isn't everything, right? So some people say, mm -hmm. "Oh, well, your 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 network, so that your contacts is equal to your net worth," and that's yeah. possible. But you still have to take action. the The simple it's not a simple calculation. I call it the the human equity. The human equity is it is nice, but guess what? Human equity. Last time I checked, doesn't pay didn't pay my mortgage. <laughs> I had to I had to do some work to convert that like, my human my human network into tax clients. Exactly. If I took all these friends and I never asked them if they wanted to be a tax client, it doesn't help me having a million friends because I never got off my butt to ask them if they wanted help with their taxes. So the net worth and really net worth is simply how much you own minus mm -hmm. how much you owe. The challenge today is People have it scattered all over the place. And so they have money in like three different bank, like three different banks and four different bank accounts. They maybe have a mm -hmm. pension at work. They have some RSPs. They have their house. They have the car. Um, and sometimes their car is like the most valuable thing, but it's not really an asset because we know that yeah. cars depreciate. Um, but some people, I saw a great post by, by Dave Ramsey and he mm -hmm. posted like, hey, you're making $30,000 and you're driving a $17,000 car. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> so and, what, what do you think about the people that rent their cars? Does uh, it become an asset now? Nah, not necessarily. Like they, they rent their car or they or yeah. they're, or they're driving yeah, they're, their car for business. No, they rent it out. They rent their car. Well, that's a actually I do have a new tax client. I'm just learning about him. And he actually has like a fleet of cars that he rents for, for movies. For movies. Wow. Because <laughs> you think about all those movie shoots and like whether they're classic cars. Yeah. Or, like next thing you know, like in Toronto, they're, they're filming a movie and they have like yellow, yellow New York City taxi cabs, but it's in yeah. Toronto. And they're like, somebody owns those and they're renting them 
to the movies. Wow. So would that become a, an asset now? It is yeah. an asset because yeah. it's it's so Robert Kiyosaki says it generates you cash. Um, Uber driving isn't really because Uber like you you just deteriorate the heck out of your car because you're putting so mm-hmm. many kilometers on it. It's not it's not really a, an asset. Um, I knew a guy that has a like an older Ferrari, and then he what he does is he he don't he'll go to like golf tournaments and he'll like he'll sponsor. And then the mm-hmm. prize will be you can drive. He'll come pick you up, and you get to drive around for a day in his Ferrari. So he's okay. taking shopping. So the, the like you get this experience was worth like say a thousand dollars, and yeah. then for him that becomes a kind of a tax. His car becomes a tax write off because he's using it for this event. Oh, look at that! <laughs> That's fantastic. So, so there, the... there are ways. So there's so actually so the noise. So the, the net worth is the key one, and, and if people. Mm-hmm. Again, people can reach out later, and it's one of the things that we're helping clients do is just kind of calculate that net worth. The second part of knowing where you stand, and that this is one of my big things I'm really pushing for these days, is cash flow. So having a cash flow plan, not a budget, mm-hmm. but having a cash flow plan because your assets one thing, yeah. but if you don't have cash flow to 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 support or to to fund, like if you don't have cash flow, yeah, can uh. Can you explain to the people that is listening? Because I think some people don't understand what really cash flow is. Uh, how do you determine how much is your cash flow monthly or weekly? Yeah, and you can calculate down. So you, you can start annually and kind of drive stuff down. But the first, mm-hmm. like the first piece is how much comes in. So it's really easy if someone's in a day job, if you're in a in a nine to five job, and you have yeah. an employer, because generally you have a salary. So your salary says your salary's someone's salary is $75,000 a year. So you're making $75,000 a year, take 75,000 divided by 12, and that's your monthly cash flow. So if we use 60 instead, so if I take 60 divided by 12, then my top number is 5,000 yeah. before taxes. <laughs> before taxes. <laughs> before taxes. And this is where like lots of entrepreneurs get in trouble say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in like 10 grand a month. Fantastic. Yes. But what about the, the thing in New Canada? And they're like, oh, because they forgot the 30, the 30 plus percent, 30 to 40 percent of that 10 mm-hmm. is not yours. It's that not yours. percent of that 10 is belongs to Revenue Canada in March or during the year. So then you start with the re- income. And for the household, so there's two people, you income and income. But then it could be other sources. So if you have a rental property or if you have investment income, you would put that in. And then you put in the the outs. So rent or mortgage, property taxes, insurance, 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 uh, your your car insurance, your house insurance, um, things like. um, So it's basically all the money coming in minus any expense. Money going out. And uh, so what happens is a financial advisors, you sit down, you say, someone says, oh, you know, I'm making 10 grand and I, you know, I have expenses of about seven. So you're clearing about, there's like an extra three a month. Fantastic. Got 3000 a month, but you go and they got a line of credit and the credit cards are maxed out. And you're like, <laughs> that doesn't add up. Yeah. It's like zero sum. So you, like, if you're, if you're more month than money. Yeah then where's the money going? And the problem is there's so many different 
exits of the money that people just don't know. So by putting together a plan and, and doing taking inventory, because the biggest one is becomes then the variable piece. So the variable piece becomes eating out, um, coffee, lunch, groceries. Yeah. You know, the biggest piece is like people just don't don't actually know how much they can, not about how much they can afford, but based on their income, how much can they, and we calculate a spendable amount to say, this is your spendable amount per week for those variable things. So and, is that something that you offer in your, in your business? Yeah. yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the, so that's kind of the, we, we can take us all day to get through. Well, the other ones will go faster, but that, 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 like, don't, there's no sense to jump into all these other things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's that baseline. So like knowing kind of your net worth, and it could be like, it could be negative. Like some mm -hmm. like young people, you have student debt and you have someone else and you have a credit card next to you, you're, you're kind of negative, but you'll slowly pick away at that. And we use that cash flow plan to show people either debt stacking or debt snowballing, how to pay down, like how to make a plan to get out of debt. You know what? That, that is something that I see commonly in the mortgages when first-time home buyers comes in, and we need to calculate the net worth, right? So, and then sometimes uh, actually in the applications they don't have even assets because they don't know what an asset is. So I think that at, uh, not your TV, uh, it's not really your computer because again, once you buy those things, they don't really have like you could sell you could sell them, but you're selling them kind of like on pennies on the like in some cases like pennies on the dollar or dollars mm -hmm. on the hundred. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, but it, we know what it really is though. It's empowering, not to jump on the word, but empowering, uh, cause we, my partner and I, we started doing, we did our first one about four, three years ago, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And then we did it, we do it annually now. So we kind of pick a date, right? Her, her birthday's beginning of December. So for the last three, four years, we kind of go away for her birthday. And while we're away, we do a couple of things. We kind of do this check in on it. No, we did it a couple of weeks ago. So we kind of did it beginning of January this year. We calculate mm -hmm. our net worth. And then the back other piece we do is kind of like a, we do this planning exercise each year, but that's a different, that's a whole nother yeah. conversation. All right. So the um, number two on the list, uh, we got to get through all these 10. Maybe this is cash flow. Yeah, time. cash flow. Uh, but number two on the list was living within your means. Number three, no? Well, cash flow and the, the kind of both, like was knowing okay. where you stand. Gotcha. Eight, um, one and one A and one B. Uh, number two was living within your means. Mm -hmm. So I was like, don't spend more than you make. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's kind of like, you know, the like trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm not sure who the Joneses are. Um, they were around here a long time ago. Uh, but really to say, like, like, what car can you really afford? Like, what car can you really afford? Or more yeah. so rent. So there's and there's some some numbers for young people to say that you like honestly, like your 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 living expenses shouldn't be and you can kind of mortgage, you know, mortgage. Oh, I, I can tell you a story. Like your 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 number shouldn't be more than 30%. Like I yeah. have I have a client that probably pays kind of like 15 to 20% of his income on transportation. Yeah. And you like as much as you like to drive a nice car, like I made that mistake. Um, my car is a 2014. So I made that mistake like eight years ago where I was leasing a car that I couldn't really afford. And I, I hooked myself in for four years of that. But oh, it, I'm, but it I'm in the same boat. 
<laughs> I we we bought it out, and last year, I didn't pay a nick. Like, other than a little like a couple of services, um, oil change. That car didn't cost me a nickel. Yeah. Zero zero debt on that car, and I'm gonna. My partner said I, I'm gonna drive that car for three more years, and like th- And now what we do is we turn around and put that monthly payment into the bank, so that in mm-hmm. three years when I want to replace the car. I already have the money in the bank. Yeah. And I have a choice now that I can either finance it or pay cash if I want. Planning, the importance of planning, yeah. right? And just getting ahead, it's tough. So like my one of my nephews did this. So like his first car, he bought he bought like an older car. You know, you pay mm-hmm. cash, you pay, you get a car for three thousand dollars and you pay cash. And then you drive that car and you save some money and then you sell that car back and they give you. No, no, they give you $1,500 for that car. And then you mm-hmm. then you get the next car. And then you go, chum, 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 chum. and then like, you know, after four or five years, four or five cars, yeah. you're kind of driving the car that you originally wanted, but you did it in steps, not just, I'm going to go and get like a 0%. There's no sense of, there's no such thing as 0% financing for cars, but mm-hmm. the dealerships try and sell you that it's 0% financing. And then they hook you for like eight years of, you know, the car is just about dead by the time you're still paying for it. So yeah, living with <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like, it's kind of like spirituality. Right? It's hard to get yeah. off the first rung, but um, number two is living within your means. Number three, you, you know, this number three, it's, um we talked about the other night, it's, it's pay yourself first. Yeah. Now there's a great book called um, The Richest Man in Babylon. And he talked, and they talked in that book about living on 90%. So love it. Love that what we talk what we talk about is that before anybody else gets their money, you take off 10% and you put it yeah. in the bank and you and you start building or growing the goose, like the golden goose. The golden, the golden goose, goose is the goose that lays the eggs. The golden goose is your TFSA. It's your it's your money in the bank that's making you money. And you never you never touch the gold, you never eat the goose. You eat, you can. So what, I have a question. What would you say to someone that is uh, is in debt and uh, not talking about self-employed, but someone that is a uh, normal employee, right? And uh, they don't know what to do. How how can they pay themselves first? It goes back to the cash flow planning to really figure. Like sometimes you have to make the tough decisions. Where mm-hmm. like I have a couple of clients that it's that they're in a tough spot. And you're like at some points like like as much as you want the cars, like sell like sell the car. Is the best decision. Is the best decision and take and kind of take the bus for not forever, but because that that car or the rent. So it could be like, okay, you're gonna have to move or like get a roommate, like make mm-hmm. some decisions in the short term. And people, are, well, I want to live for today. I'm like, yeah, you can live for today, but then you'll you'll never not never, but it's really hard to for some people to to go and find like. And like a, an extra ten thousand dollars in their employment, it's mm-hmm. hard, challenging. Where just like to cut back a thousand dollars, maybe it's a little bit easier. The, and the the part and then the other piece is is like maybe you start small. So it's like okay, you guys just start putting like ten dollars like ten dollars a week into the coffee jar. Yeah. And then at the end of the month, you got fifty dollars, and you put the fifty dollars into the bank. Now you have fifty dollars. By the end of the year, you have six hundred dollars, um, and you've and you know you still maybe are paying down the debt, but you've started to pay. Um, you start having this 
I got this. Uh, uh, it's a Gosling. It's a. It's a. I got this advice. <laughs> I, I got this advice before, and, and it's, it's as simple as this: you have to get started. You have to start somewhere, even if it's just a little bit. You have to start, even if it's just a little tiny bit. You have to get it started. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe it's selling some stuff. Like I, I when we moved, I went on Facebook Marketplace because we had some stuff that we weren't using. So we mm -hmm. sold it. It was like $20 here, $20. Um, helped my ex-wife. We sold some stuff and they, they gave the money to the kids. Because uh, mm -hmm. it's just like, not clutter, but kind of clutter that just we didn't need. So yeah. it, do you get a lot? No, but it's just it's $20 more than you had yesterday. Because yesterday you just had something that you kept tripping over. Today you have $20. So number number four was one we kind of we kind of touched on a bit, which was um, which is credit. So the habit around mm -hmm. credit and understanding credit, understand that credit is a tool and how to and how to build your credit history mm -hmm. or not as a credit history, but how to build your credit score. Um, and from that part, we go to kind of good debt and bad debt. You know, um, a mistake that I seen in the mortgages is that people uh, closes accounts or credit accounts that they have it since long time ago. It's this mistake. It is. So, I I almost did that because I didn't necessarily even I didn't you know I don't know everything. So at mm -hmm. some point, you know, we had you know, we were doing some consolidation and I canceled it. Like I was with one of the banks and like I'd been with I had that credit card since I was 18. And then at some point we just canceled it. So now I for the longest time I just have I just had one. So I right now I have like one with Costco. So Costco has been my longest running card. And sometimes I'm like, man, but do I really need the Costco card? But I'm like, ah, but it, it has that, it has that history. So even if I don't really yeah. use it, it has the history attached to it. So exactly. Um, once your credit score in, like, I'll be upfront. It's taken me five years, but like at five, five years ago, when we went through the divorce. My credit score was probably like below 500. Mm -hmm. It was not good. Yeah. Five years rebuilding slowly, slowly five years. Now it's like, 760 780 like mm -hmm. close to 800 um but it took time so you can't it's not a like it took a long time to like mess it up and it takes yeah. a bit of time to <laughs> it takes a long but it 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 can be done and i've i've done it personally um mm -hmm. i get my thing from um credit karma which is just again it's not the necessarily the full score but it's it's yeah. a version of it Ends up to like seven or seven sixty now. So seven sixty is a good is a good is a yeah, good it's a good credit. Almost good to excellent. So on that part is it's really getting people to understand the like good credit and bad credit. So the quick example for good credit is um, good credit is used to purchase an asset. So what's mm -hmm. a good what's an asset? A home. A home's an asset. Um, credit, you know, taking out a mortgage. I guess uh, not a second mortgage, but a a second mortgage on say like a mortgage on for a rental property. So mm -hmm. if I have my principal residence and I'm going to take out a mortgage to purchase a second property that I'm yeah. going to rent, that's a good, that's, that's an asset. It's going to produce cash. That's a good, that's good debt. Bad debt, not to say it's gone bad, but not the best choice. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, anytime you're taking out for like, cons like um, consumables or electronics. Vacation vacation oh that's hopefully not do that but for example if i go to 
if I go to, actually, we're, we're getting it delivered tomorrow. So we went to Leon's and we ordered a new a new couch for the basement. Mm-hmm. And I had that option that I could have paid, like pay no money down for like 24 months. Mm-hmm. But if I miss a payment, when it comes due, and if I miss a payment, yeah, interest right back to day one. I'm like, this, how much can I afford? And this goes back to cars even too. So yeah. One of the I like Dave Ramsey. Um, so one of the things he says, and, and different people, the when we do the cash flow planning tool, cash flow planning, in that it says your car. So maybe you're not paying cash for it, but you should be able to pay off that car within three years. Whether you pay it off in three years or not, but you should be able to pay it off in three years. If you can't pay it off in three years, it's too much car. Yeah. Because you never know what happens. Like you just don't know what happens tomorrow, let alone in where you're going to be in eight years. If you take out something for eight years and you decide to like, you have an opportunity to leave Canada and go like go to Europe. Now you got to see, yeah. what are you going to do with that? You still put, you got like five you know what, years I, on your car loan. Um, I heard the people sometimes, uh, or they're, sometimes they use the line of credit against their house to go on vacation, to pay for their vacation. <laughs> what do you couple, think about I, that? I, I won't name that. I have a couple client, a couple young clients where they kind of got a line of credit and they like soon after school, they got a line of credit and they, used it, they went for like three months to, to Asia. It wow. sounded okay at the time when mm-hmm. line of credits were like two, 3%. Yeah. What happened is now the line of credit's at eight and the payment went from $125 to now the monthly pay, minimum monthly payments 250 the double yeah so that's um that's a tough that's a tough like it's not tough it's it was a choice and it sounded good when money yeah. was cheap money's not as cheap as it was that's today months ago yeah so that's number 4 number 5 is and this is this is kind of laying back to what you had asked about too is so number 5 is um setting up a safety net so the safety net is kind of that three, and some people are going to be like, safety net, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to, we just talked about more month than money. And now you want me to set up like three to six months of living expenses in a bank account or in my tax-free savings account. Yeah. And you're like, how do you get there? It's like, well, again, you like, like an elephant, one bite at a time. Um, but it is taking those steps to, and um, again, not to keep going back to, but one theory, one approach is you start with, you start with getting what they call like an like a true emergency account, which is a thousand dollars. So, mm-hmm. and I did this pretty early on, where even though I maybe I still owed some money, I as soon as I could, I got put a thousand dollars into a bank account and kind of left it. I put it into a tangerine account, so it's not easy, but it's easy to get to, but not that easy to get to. It's a thousand dollars because the idea that even if I owe some money on my credit card. But as I'm paying down my credit cards and all of a sudden say, I, like something happens with the car and I need new brakes. Yeah. Like an emergency it's, or like the dryer, like our, our washing machine, not so much the dishwasher, but say the washing machine breaks. Now, if your washing machine breaks and you need to go buy a new washing machine, yeah, thousand need- dollars would give you the money to be able to go get that washing machine without putting that washing machine on more credit cards. Exactly. So step step one in kind of that finance of getting out of kind of getting out of debt, it's kind of a little bit counterproductive, but 
Step one is actually getting the $1,000 in the account before you even mm -hmm. finish paying down the debt. So they figure, okay, if it's, if you're able to put $100 a month into a bank account within 10 months, you have the $1,000 emergency. And it's really, it's behind break, kind of like when you have that thing, it's like, there's a hammer there behind glass. It's like only break glass in emergency. Emergency isn't your friends going to Cancun or your friends are going to Cuba um, and you want to go <laughs> break to Cuba. That's not an emergency. Yeah. Um, I need to upgrade my cell phone. Myself, like I'm only on cell, I'm only on an iPhone 8 and I need the new 12. Do you know what? Uh, I was, uh, uh, we were talking about this book, Profit First. Yeah. Right. And in the book, it, it says, um, how the human brain works with money kind of thing, right? So because we see money, we believe that we can spend it. Yeah. So one of the techniques that the book says is you have to hide the money out of you because if you yeah, don't see I, it, you and won't. That's, and that's why I suggest kind of that having like a, a secondary bank account. So for example, I use Tangerine. It's an online banking. I don't get, mm -hmm. actually, I can share a Tangerine. I get it. I get a credit if someone refers it, but not, we're not doing that today. But it's just, it's accessible, but it's not, it's not like you can see it. Yeah. daily banking. All right. So number number six, we're, we're, we're getting through these. So number six is needs versus wants or wants versus needs. This one's a this one's fun when you go into like you go into I go into public schools, like grade schools with CPA Canada. And mm -hmm. we start and kind of ask them kind of like, like, what's a want? What's a need? So it's like, like a need is like a roof, like a like shelter. But do I need to pay three thousand dollars a month for rent? Yeah, I, I had a client call yesterday, young girl, and so she's renting a place. So she's paying like twenty six hundred a month. It's a really nice place, but she does her income, her current income doesn't really support living for twenty six hundred a month. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, it's just uh, a client that I, I just got this week. So they were about to rent a house for three thousand dollars. Right. So they decided to like what well the uh one of my realtor partners just like, you know what, just get a consultation and let's see if you can afford a house right now. So long story short, now they're gonna be on a mortgage for twenty two hundred dollars. Right. So they're gonna be saving those eight hundred dollars, right? In renting that the money's not gonna be it's gonna be there for not for them working on their equity yeah. instead of just paying for someone else's mortgage. Yeah. And so when we go back to, and that's a great, that's a great example. Sometimes people just don't know, like they, they don't think that they can get something for that price. Um, and mm -hmm. maybe it's maybe for the house that they get. Okay. Maybe it's not four bedrooms. Yeah. Maybe it's only two bedrooms, but do you I think that the, the mistake that people do in uh, buying a house, the first house is that they believe that the first house that they buy is the forever house. It'd be the forever house. And that's that's not true. A lot of and the people that are able to take action on it get that place, and then they they you know they convert. I have one of my one of my tax clients is a realtor, so they bought a place, and then they they duplexed it. So all of a sudden, like they rent the basement or they live in the basement mm -hmm. or rent the upstairs, so that and then they build up enough equity, and then they keep that one and they rent out the other, like where they were living, and then they go to the next and then the next place, the next one, mm -hmm. and you rinse rinse and repeat. And it's really kind of that. So the wants are the discretionary items to say, yeah, I'd like to go. You know, I'd like to go for dinner every Friday night, but, mm -hmm. but if I only went out like once a month, and I stayed in and made dinner, I could I could save some money. Um, 
needs again it's that need so yeah we need we need water we need food we need um you know sometimes you need some kind of transportation like again mm -hmm. people live in different places that you need transportation to get to work um sometimes taking the bus just isn't isn't an option so you need a car but again do you need a brand new car or can you like you said pay because again car especially if you're financing if you're financing a used car ouch like the interest <laughs> rates on used cars so that's a, it's a bit of a trap because they say well i can get this cheap interest rate for a new car but mm -hmm. then you now you're paying for it for such a long time versus if you try and finance a used car you're paying like six seven eight percent interest or more mm -hmm. and um it's tricky and it goes back to credit like one of my clients does didn't have great credit so she had to, went and got a new car and she's paying ouch it's ouchy it's like ouch. you're talking like 15 percent. you're talking like 15 percent interest on wow that. wow that's, that's ouch yeah all right number seven um and the, there's like a famous experiment with the kids and the marshmallows, right? You know, you've heard about the famous experiment where you know, yeah. the psychologist, the kids in the in the in the room, the, the guy comes in, is like, okay, I got a marshmallow. You know, I leave this. Don't eat it. <laughs> if you if you don't eat it, when I come back, I'll give you two. Yeah. And usually, like the guy's not even out the door. The what would you do? Gone. Would you eat it or would you wait? I don't. When I was a kid, I don't. It's a tough. It's a. <laughs> it's a tough question, right? When I was a kid, probably like if I would have Ubered it, I was just like suffering <laughs> up. And, but maybe not. Like if they, had, if I had the option of two, um, because I would like I put money in my bank account when I was younger. Like I put mm -hmm. money in, and we, we bought like back in the day when like Canada Savings bonds paid interest. Uh, you buy Canada Savings bonds, and I I did save money for for other th like for later things that i wanted later for bigger mm -hmm. things um i might have held out for two i don't know That's <laughs> but, a <good> question. <laughs> uh, so it is and so what we're talking about is delayed gratification and value-based goals so love it again the what's my what am i willing to give up and not about giving up but it's about having a goal so if my goal is to be so lots of people say their goal is to be like financially independent or, mm -hmm. or um, time and money freedom. And say, that's great. But you have to, it goes back to, you have to build that goose. Yeah. But if you never want to give up the things for, like kind of give up something for today to put the money in the account to feed the goose. Correct. It doesn't get, it doesn't grow on its, like winning the lottery is not a great retirement plan. It, yeah. Plan. Jim Ron says, it's a plan, Except, but it's not a yeah. nice plan. That's what uh, Jim Rohn says. Uh, he says, if uh, we give money to all the people that don't have money or they're not ready or prepared to have a lot of money, eventually the money will get back to the people that knows how to get yeah. that money. Right? Yeah, because, and it's and it's true, right? So, um, and with that we're not like we could do a whole other thing on, on goal setting but so kind of in that number seven is is around goals and we talk about smart goals and, and yeah like goal specific to you like if if someone's goal isn't a big like if your goal isn't a big house um if your goal isn't to like not everyone wants to travel some people are like no oh, i'm good being home it's like then then that's that's awesome 
So mm -hmm. so the key with that one is identifying your own goals, not just what someone's posted on Instagram or what someone said on social media or what someone, or maybe like someone's identified for you that this should be your, like sometimes parents do this to say like your goal is to go to university. Not everyone, not everyone should go to university. Mm -hmm. Not they, they can go to university, but that's not, that's maybe not what's best. Like we need people to go to college to learn the trades. Um, one of the you know, I, I, to, uh, I was listening uh, to a podcast and uh, and they're talking about like how like you know truck drivers should learn how to like computer program and they're like computer programming isn't that safe we're just seeing that now with like the AI AI yeah is, smart he's like you want you want to guarantee a job I'm going to share uh, something that I heard from a professor when I was in high school in Mexico and he used to say. Uh, kids, if you don't get a good grade, don't worry. There is always someone that needs to sell tacos. But there's, does it like, make sense? But there's guys, but there's guys that like taco trucks, right? They like food trucks, right? Some of those guys and, are making really like they own multiple food trucks. Like, let, let me let me tell you something. Uh, at that time, it was a little bit insulting, right? But now I understand the concept in a in a better way. Like, actually, what if I would have, like, stopped and become the guy selling, as you were saying, the one that's selling uh, tacos at that time, and now I have franchises of taco yeah. factories or whatever, right? Or, or whatever business, yeah, taco, uh, is, you know, taco like, Bell, it's, like, the guys that own Taco Bell, they make, they make pretty good money. What, and what I mean by what he was saying is that everybody is meant to do something, whether you go to school or not, right? right? Yeah. And, and there's jobs out there that aren't even created yet. So my so then the point of the, the podcast was you want to guarantee a job, become a nurse. <laughs> Our population <laughs> is aging. Yeah. And that is that job cannot be replaced by AI. Like, you know, you gotta put mm -hmm. in you gotta stick, you gotta stick someone with you gotta stick someone with in, uh, you have to put in the like the blood, you have to put in the IV. You need to be trained to do that. hundred percent. I was uh, on this um, broker talk from my brokerage. And uh, they were talking about AI and how they're planning to make like to basically the AI to shake all the documents, right? So instead of a person checking all the red flags yeah. or whatever it needs to be underwritten by a person, right? To be just by AI, right? Mm -hmm. so it's just incredible what uh, now technology can can uh, can do. But uh, these kind of things that you're saying, like in nursing, like it's. Like, how are they going to replace those? But I think that's a different topic, the AI. Yeah, it's a different right. All right, so we, we got... Uh, yeah, we let's got, go back to the number eight. We're ready to go, yeah. So number eight is... Uh, and this one's a tough one. To, like, if these are easy, everyone gets, would, be rich and, would be rich and famous, right? If, if these are easy, yeah. they all could be done. Like, we can all do them. Um, so number eight is uh, track your spending. Oh. So knowing where it's going... And some people, oh, I'm not a business owner, so I don't need to like, do bookkeeping. It's like not about bookkeeping, but it's just in your household, like just to say, like how much, like I've asked again, if we went out on the street today, it's really cold outside, but if we went out on the street and we did a survey and asked, I, I like doing polls on LinkedIn, so I'll do a poll mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, and I'll just say like, how much did you, how much do you spend on an average week on groceries? Average person doesn't know, no clue. Wow. What's what's that? Do, do you have an but what's, but what's, yeah. on, a, on a weekly is so a 52 week average? What's mm -hmm. your average spend on groceries? So, if someone's listening to this podcast 
And if you uh, if you can answer it like honestly right now, then like I don't know, like you message message us when you're listening, and we'll <laughs> we'll give you a, I'll send you a calendar or something, but we'll send there you, you a, a prize. But but some like there are people. So there are people that do crunch the numbers. My my partner has a pretty good idea of like where our money's going and. And we don't necessarily go down to like the, the what number we spend on the food, but we can kind of have an idea. There's some tricks. Do, do you think that people sometimes don't see their accounts just because as scared of the feeling of I feel like no, I don't well, know I that they they want to feel disappointed at seeing that bank account know where they want to? A little bit of that, but someone's like I don't like no one wants to be on a diet, right? So then yeah. no one wants to be on a budget, right? Because they're like, oh well, like I'm an adult and I should be able to spend my money the way I want to. I'm like, fantastic. When you have enough money in your bank account to do whatever you want, then yeah, you can spend it whatever you want. The average problem is the average Canadian is like there's I don't know what the pop what the percentage is right now, but it's a pretty high number. Average mm -hmm. Canadian or average person in North America is living paycheck. There's a, a significant number of people living paycheck to paycheck. That if a next if the paycheck doesn't come in tomorrow, is I'm yeah. not sure what I'm going to do. And we saw that with COVID in the last two years where. When people weren't able to work, and if people didn't get that bit of money from the serve benefit, they weren't sure how they were going to eat. Yeah, because they don't, and they didn't really know how much they and how much do they need. How much do you need on a monthly basis to pay all your bills? Mm -hmm. So historical. The problem with tracking spending is historical. It doesn't really represent the future, but at least with an idea of the historical. Yeah, all hundred percent guideline. So number eight, tracking. Number nine is what we're doing. <laughs> and I like, I like number nine. So number nine is creating a money network. Wow. Number nine. So it's, it what, can be, it what can do you be, mean by that? Like to grow your network, connect? Or, or just to say, well, who are the people like, do you know, like, Back in the day when we used to go to the bank branch, like you knew your banker, <laughs> like you knew yeah. like you could go into the bank, go into the branch at the bank and you could, like you knew, not necessarily your teller, but not necessarily the financial advisor, but you kind of knew the, you knew the bank, like you had a personal banker, um, your financial advisor, your mortgage broker. So your mortgage mm -hmm. broker is on your team, right? So uh, and if you don't, maybe if you don't have a mortgage yet, but you could still have a mortgage broker on your team so that when you are working towards getting a mortgage, yeah, you know who it is that you're you're gonna deal with. You know uh, what? Um, I I got this uh good advice. I always get all these advices from wise people, and he said to me, "Uh, Luis, it's not about how much you have; it's how much who do you know too." Yeah, there should you could have an accountant, a tax like a yeah. tax person. Like at a certain point, yeah, like when you're when you're young and it's like just a T four, it's pretty easy just to do your own taxes. It's not just because it's easy to do it now, but what what advice can people give? Like I give a lot, ton of advice to my clients to say, mm -hmm. not just for what works for today, but to say, hey, if you were to consider doing this next year, it could result in X instead of Y. Um, yeah. But it's just, again, it, it could be a mentor, right? So again, um, if people are like in a job, great. It could be your boss. But then don't always rely on your employer to provide everything to you. Um, then go outside that's, of your... Oh, that's, that's a great topic. You know that um, I hear this from uh, people that are employed. Uh, they're like, oh, because having a job is more secure than being a business owner. And well, yeah, at some point it is, but you are replaceable. Two of, two of, my, two of my clients in the last couple of weeks just got um, like early... 
early retired. So one kind of got a month's notice and the other one got like three months notice. So they're going to be that comfortable job. Yeah. Is, is no longer. Now they're getting, they're getting compensated for that. In some cases it was, it's, it's a positive thing for them, but still that initial, it happened to me, still that mm -hmm. initial shock to say, even if you're not happy and all of a sudden you, you're not at some point, you're not going back to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then that is that uncertainty to say, Oh, I'm not sure how much, like, where's my, like, I'm not really ready to reach. I'm still young. I'm not really ready to yeah. retire yet. I wonder how much would be an amount like at, at today to be like okay to retire like how much money do you need to have whether it's an asset net worth to be like oh to leave like an average person yeah, not like yeah. luxury or whatever like do you have an amount like how much would be that retirement and then again it all goes back to it depends because like people have left the city like so there was articles where like someone left the city and they moved to hamilton and they were and she was living like was getting about like living with on say forty thousand in hamilton but now like you can't buy a house in Hamilton for under 800,000. Yeah. That was like 10 years ago. Um, there's other challenges. Like sometimes like if you live out of the city, um, it's okay when, kind of when you're young and healthy, but all of a sudden if you, if you have some health issues, like where's the healthcare? Well, more, there's more healthcare options in, in the city than outside the city. It really, you know, some people say, well, I'm going to move to, like a number of people move to like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. I've been there. Yeah. It's nice it's kind of isolated in the winter time. <laughs> um, you have a different cost of living. Like friends of ours moved back to new, new um, Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. it, like groceries are higher in Newfoundland. You know, the price of gas can be higher. Um, there's not as many options to eating out. Like it's not, it's not desolate. Like don't, don't come and get angry at me if you, if you're from Newfoundland. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's not, the, it's not the same as I live in the city and I can walk down the street and I can get, I have access yeah. to, I have access to things. You know what? I, uh, I get this a lot uh, from people from Mexico. I'm like, hey, how things are in Canada? Because I'm planning to go there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you have to do a very good planning and you need to have to have the cash in the pocket because it's expensive to live here. Yeah, right? well, it, but again, it depends. Like I see people building houses, all of a sudden it's got like three car, like three car garage. Like, do you need three cars? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe. Uh, but in most cases, you don't need, you want. So people want like a needs you want a, versus you wants. want a winter car and you want the convertible summer car. And that's a choice. And mm -hmm. if and what usually happens is while things are good, you're gonna like when cash flow is good, not a problem. Yeah. When cash flow starts to get a little bit tight. They still, the insurance guys still want the money. Do you think insurance. that when uh, when it's about to spend money, do you do you think that you need to plan ahead and say like, okay, I can afford this now, but what if what if something happened in the future? Can you afford it? Yeah, not to get over, like not to like, because that could go into like decision overload and decision fatigue, and then like, you never you never make a decision because you're always mm -hmm. like, worrying about in the in the future. I think part of one of the things like, for example, mortgages, right? So mm -hmm. if I was looking to say, if I was going to leave, my, if I was going to like decide to quit my job and become an entrepreneur, yeah. first thing I would do is go get a five-year fixed mortgage before yeah. I quit my job. Because then I can get a mortgage fairly easily based on my T4 income. And I would get the five-year fixed 
knowing that it's going to take me like three to five years to build something so that mm-hmm. by the time that mortgage came ready to renew, my self-employment was be, be running and I'd be fine. But to, for five years, I kind of had the peace of like sleep at night, peace of mind, knowing that I wasn't going to have to renew a mortgage in year one of being self-employed. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I always tell, I, I think I, I used to run a meetup. Uh, one of my meetup topics was kind of like five things you need to know before you before you retire or you quit. Uh-huh. But you still do those meetup, no? Like one. Yeah, we're still doing them. Yeah. I just haven't. I haven't done that topic for a while. Yeah. It's one of those. It's it's relevant again, right? It's mm-hmm. always relevant. It's just to. And then uh, we we got to number nine. So just before we yeah. distract you, number ten. It's um, number ten is divide and conquer. Ooh. What do you mean by that? About that? So it's like, you know, small, like start small, like start with a plan. So it's like, okay, like, you're not going to be a millionaire tomorrow, like today, <laughs> but do your, like write down what you own and what you owe, like go back to step yeah. one and, and do that net worth, um, create an educate, create an education plan to say, Hey, I want to learn. I think I might be interested in like doing like, becoming a real estate investor well you're not going to go mm-hmm. buy a, you're not going to buy a house tomorrow but then put together the plan to say what do you like what do you need to know is that go and go go find a mentor or go find go find a business partner or not you have to be a business partner yet but just go and ask some people mm-hmm. who you know who are already doing it don't necessarily take all the advice from them but just ask them how they got started if you're in a job and you think you want to like, start your own business, I always tell people, start it before you quit because yeah. there's so many great tax write-offs that you can write off kind of the setup costs against your income tax paid. Um, it makes sense to kind of do that groundwork, like start planning out to- I three, can tell a uh, uh, full years. disclosure. Uh, my wife and I was started like me in the mortgage business and she started it into- um real estate business almost at the same time <laughs> so that that that's ouchy that's ouchy <laughs> right and uh we certainly were talking about it today and like that was uh excuse my language but that, that was a okay let's put it in a bad decision right but it's kind it, of a, but it can be it's a test. It right? was so exactly. It's not, it's not for everyone to say, "Hey, if you guys are doing it, then it it worked for you." It's not for it's it's not for everyone. There's different different people work like the sometimes the pressure works for different people. So some people work better with a bit of like a bit of pressure to say, "Okay, yeah. I, I I need to not to hustle and grind, but I'm like I need like I need to make some phone calls today." Yeah, um, where. I sometimes if I'm still getting my paycheck and it's Saturday and I'm like, okay, I, I need to make some phone calls or mm, it's okay. I'm still getting my paycheck. So I don't really need to make some phone calls on Saturday or I could go with my realtor and go look at some potential properties today, but I'm going to sit and watch TV or, you know, there's, you know, next weekend's the Super Bowl. So I could go, I could do something for build, start to work on my business, or I could watch the Super Bowl. You could do both. But so people, if it's, e- again, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Um, mm-hmm. It's good for you to kind of look back and you're like, pat yourself on the back. Cause you're like, 
Yeah, oh yeah oh 100 that's what we were talking about right? like holy jesus that that was actually a bad decision right but we're going through it right and uh and, and it's being hard it's being hard right yeah. because uh, as you said like it's not for everybody because uh having a business like it's not as easy as it seems sometimes right because yeah. uh, uh as you were saying like we we don't know when the next uh paycheck is gonna come in right and like, yeah. for example in this industry mortgages or real estate the check doesn't come like right away have to wait three months you have to wait but, one month it, it, it all depends on- even on the real estate, so I have some real estate where sometimes you have to like, but you sometimes you have the expense, like some of the expenses up front, like the the cost to like if you're if you're the listing agent, sometimes there's the there's exactly. the cost before you get the commission. Uh, yeah, no guarantee that you get the commission because you got to sell it, but you yeah. you, know, you printed the you printed the glossy flyers and you put up the signs and you run some ads and and then you know you're you're down like two three grand and you're like. Man, I better this thing. Better yeah, sell. I better sell it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's good. It's I think good. every business is uh, it's uh, is tough, right? But yeah. um, so that will be the ten the ten habits yeah. of um, financial wellness. And what I can say about them, uh, I love them all. But the one that really kind of like love it is the needs versus wants versus needs. Like, I think that's really, really important to know because I think that we all people, sometimes we confuse what we really need and what we really want, right? Do I want it or do I need it? Yeah. Right? And and sometimes it's, it's like reflecting back. So that I was, I was listening to someone, uh, something today where the guy, he goes back and he reviewed, actually I'm reading, um, um, Dale Carnegie's like, had a, win friends and influence people yeah. and so one of the times he talks about was like someone one of the guys he's every saturday he would review his week go back and like replay mm-hmm. all of the meetings he had all the calls so if i if i did that saturday i'd go back and i'd replay the meeting we had on monday to say hey yeah. what well, i was like oh right, this was good this is like but no we were on the we talked for two hours like could we like could we have done it in an like could we have done it in a shorter time in a short time right? um so if I go back to, and especially when you're a parent, like you're you're a young parent, new parent, newish parent, yeah. And sometimes it's like the kids, you're like, oh, we need this, like we want, like, so uh, the, the kids. Oh, need this. I'll it, tell it, you it, that straight up. Like I, I'm not the guy. I have, I have so, <laughs> sometimes I feel bad because I don't buy I, I don't buy toys for my daughter, right? Like I usually don't, and if I do, like it's she has to kind of beg me for it, right? But I'm because I see the way she treats toys. Right, so it's not a like she doesn't need it; she just wants it. Yeah. Right. And and we slowly shifted. So now my guys are older now; they're seventeen and six, uh, sixteen and eighteen. So a couple of years ago, we said, "Okay, we're we're not gonna do, but we're gonna do, we're gonna do a trip." Mm-hmm. So we had gone to Mexico the year before without them, uh, and then the next year, said, "Okay, we'll for kind of graduation, this and this will we'll all for, like for before Christmas, we'll all." And they were surprised. They're like, "Wow, we because they didn't." They didn't understand how much it would cost. So they didn't think that, not that we couldn't afford it, but they thought it was going to be too much money for like all four of us to go. Mm-hmm. And we said, no, it's not going to be too much money. It's, it, again, it's, you could do it all, right? So we could do this. You could like, you could spend all this money during the year yeah. and go and then be kind of working off credit cards. 
Or we could say we can make a conscious choice to say, hey, we're not going to order pizza every Friday night. And we're not, yeah. we're not going to. You go. know what? That uh, reminds me when I was in Mexico and I was a child with my mom. And I remember going uh, instead of um, um, Costco here is uh, Sam's. I don't know. It's, yeah. I think that's in States too, but we don't have here uh, in Canada, we right? To, we used Actually, we used to have Sam's we do? here. Okay. And, but then it closed. It didn't, it didn't kind of. It kind so of we used to go there at Sam's and I remember the bill was, was, was ginormous at that time, right? For me to see my mom, like spending that money. And then I, I, I was telling her, I remember like, that's a lot of money, mom. And like, yeah, but we need, and I was like, no, we don't need the chips or we don't need this, you know, that we can survive without it. Right. But she was doing it with the purpose of like, ah, this is a snack for you, whatever. Right. Kind of mm -hmm. thing. But I, I still remember like we actually don't need it, you know, and even even now with my wife, you know, like, do you need to buy new socks? Like, no, <laughs> no, I don't need to buy new socks. Like no, my socks are okay. Some point when they have holes and there was, a, but, but you're right. So like we were at Costco again, it's a choice, right? So it's a conscious yeah. choice. So we go to Costco and we bought, um, because again, we're doing this this health plan. So also we don't know any I, chips are really tasty. Yeah. Like, I like them, but they're not, but I again I don't have to judge the chip that to say that they're bad for you. Yeah. I don't, and we actually did this at Christmas time. So we were at Costco and we were getting together for with our family with my brother and sister and a bunch of us. You're gonna be like, I don't know, almost 20 of us there. So we were at Costco, so we bought a big a big bag of tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. That was more tortilla chips than like the fifth, like the, the 16 of us <laughs> needed because there's yeah. other things. We it wasn't just tortilla, because then like my brother brought stuff, my sister brought stuff, and my everyone yeah. brought stuff. So we weren't it's not as like, like the bag of chips was for like just the bag of chips was for 16 mm -hmm. people. It was like one of six dishes for 16 people. So oh, wow. I think that bag's still down in the, like the, <laughs> the bag down in the cupboard. And it's like a month and a half later. We didn't need that big of a bag. And you kind of get caught up and say, oh, but it's only it's only like eight dollars. Yeah. But I can get a small bag for three. So there's still that opportunity. So we talk about it's not in the list here, but it's mm -hmm. the opportunity cost. Right. To say I spent five more dollars. Yeah, I think that's a really to. like a full topic talking about this because i hear yeah. this a lot like i go to costco and i was about to buy this but i end up with a thousand dollars uh of groceries <laughs> we we went and we were really like we were good like we were like really conscious of it and then so we bought again some stuff that's like gluten-free so mm -hmm. costco was pretty good but again we bought like but we had a list but we didn't buy everything on the list it's like, let's just try this and make sure we like it because yeah. if you buy something you don't like it, you're like, this is much better. And you're like, so we bought uh, like one, two, but we still kind of add up. It's like it's like twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Next thing you know, we spent a hundred, we spent like a hundred and ten, we spent a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, it's not crazy, but and it lasted for like three, four weeks. The biggest challenge I have is that people go and shop there, and they kind of buy like three or four weeks worth of supply, but it gets consumed in a week yeah because you eat what you you eat you eat what's available mm -hmm. and that's, that's a problem a that's a different problem that's not a problem but that's a again it's a it's a choice and yeah again when we start to shine the light you know get the flashlight out and shine shine some light on mm -hmm. and bringing that awareness to say okay like it's true it's again like 
I have like, I'm wearing a pair of jeans and I, mm -hmm. I put my something in my pocket and I'm at a point where, okay, I probably, these are like my, these are my work, like I'm working today, but these are more like my yard work pants. Yeah. <laughs> then my go out to like a networking pair of pants. Cause there's a hole mm -hmm. in the pocket and um, they're still good. They're just not ready. Like they're ready to kind of go. Yeah. Like they still go to run few. Like yeah, but I don't for more time. But I wear them every day. <laughs> like I don't have like I, I used to have like you know four, five, six different pairs of pants. And then I realized it's like just like I have more than one pair. But yeah. I'm like, just wear that wear them, wear the heck out of them. And then when they're done, exactly. Then get, then get new ones. That's what I do with my clothes. Uh I wanted to say something okay. else about the um the the next one that I really, really like is uh pay yourself first. I love that one because I think that mostly with uh, business owners, they forget to pay themselves and uh, utilize the money in a way that it's going to help. It's going to help them to grow because uh, uh, like, I think you, you have seen this because uh, you go in tax season and then uh, your tax uh, person, this instance, you like, oh, you made $160,000 this year. Like, and what is the money? They forgot to pay themselves. I don't know what happened. I think I lost. Uh, I lost him. What's going on? Trying to figure it out. Sorry, guys. I think we have some technical uh, problems right here. Okay, so I'm going to cut it for today, guys. And uh, we're going to come back. I think he lost the connection or something. Oh, he's coming back. Coming back. There you I, go. I, I have to call my IT guy. For some reason, my long story short, I think it's my I think it's the 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 card in my computer. Mm -hmm. Because my partner, she's here and her internet doesn't go out. But this is twice today where my internet's gone out on my computer. So I think oh, it's okay. I think that the card in the computer versus the time to go <laughs> wants or need. <laughs> this becomes a this becomes a need because taxes there you go. soon and you can't have your computer just stopping. That is fantastic. Well, well, uh, hey, that's, a great, that's a great question though because on that just on that last thing and just to say that these are real like real decisions, right? So this is real life. So I have a, um, I have an old, I went and upgraded my computer last year um, mm. to a desktop because I'm like, my, my tax business is all, all at home. I don't need a laptop to go meet clients. So I upgraded mm. my computer because I have this other, I have this laptop yeah. and it's about six years old. And what was happening is it wasn't made to be like running dual screen and it wasn't made to, like it, this doesn't have enough processing power yeah. to do what it's needed for today so what used to happen is like once a day it would blue screen so it would just like shut down mm -hmm. and i'm yeah. like that's a business that is an asset in a sense it's not a great at but it's it actually makes me money and i'm like i can't mm -hmm. I, I i can but it's very unproductive to so we were out yesterday at staples so i might mm -hmm. because some different things are happening is i I'm, you know, i may have that go up and spend some time with my dad in which case I can't, I could take my desktop with me, but it's a bit inconvenient. But if I had a laptop that was functioning, I could go up and spend a week and work 
like a week in Woodstock. So we started to look at what are the prices of a new laptop to upgrade yeah. this one to. So again, is it a need? Nope, this one still functions. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, for as a business owner, we have to identify, okay, when it, does it start to impact our productivity? Exactly. And then it shifts from a need, from a from a want to a need because we can't, if it starts to impact our, how we deliver, it can shift to a need. Yeah, it's it's a need. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, Dwayne, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, thank you so much for sharing all this information with us today. And uh, where can people contact you if they need an advice? Do, what, what do you offer, like a free consultation uh, the first time? How how does it work with you? Yeah, no, it, it is. So um, I do offer kind of the complimentary discovery call, mm -hmm. short ones, just to, because again, you don't know, um, you don't know what you don't know. So yeah, yeah. so let me do that. Um, the easiest way, if I was just send me an email <laughs> at, uh, you had my email address, but I'll say it out loud. So it's info. So it's info at DwayneRichards.com. So it's D-W-A-Y-N-E-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S.com. Or they could just go to, you know, they could just go to Google and Google Dwayne Richards uh, CPA, and you might actually find my Google listing and then my all my contact information's there. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just Fantastic. CPA. Fantastic. I'm going to add all your information in the, in the podcast. So if people want to reach okay. out to you, they can just uh, reach out to you directly. Yeah. So thank you so much. I just, for, I just, I just yeah. When they do that, say that, just remind me that they heard that they were listening to this pod that they were listening to it through this podcast because it's always nice to know kind of where where people heard about us so if yeah 100 percent perfect uh, okay thank you so much uh, again Dwayne. and uh, is there anything that you want to add to the nope. people that was a lot i think that is, <laughs> I, I, I might do it at two episodes just pick one so whether it be just calculating your net worth identifying your needs or wants like pick your one thing that you liked and just yes one. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, while you were talking and we were talking about this topic, like I, I was just thinking like how much like like we can talk, I think, like for like the last, the first time that we spoke, it was like two hours. Right. Right now, I think we are over an hour and 15, 20 minutes. So that's fantastic. And I think like because I, I believe that financial literacy like is very, very, very important. And uh, having uh, someone like you with the knowledge of how to guide people in um, in helping them, how to save in taxes or how to do better accounting, whether it's their business or their personal life, I think is very, very important. Thank you. So thank you again. And uh, I'm looking forward to have another one with you. All right. Beautiful. Perfect. Bye for now. <laughs>